Hello, hello. What's happening? Back again. Yeah, this is where from here. I'm Alfred Nomad. I'm Snell. And uh, we are back with our next episode. Episode um, number two. You're not aware, like I said, this is where from here, where we um, just, you know, two creatives. Um, as, as a lot of creatives are, we're out in this world trying to figure out our next steps, where from here. And we're just going to talk about a lot of different things, music, current events, give some shout outs and anything in between. So yeah, man. we're going to get into it, man. Um, so I just, we, like, we like to start with the music mm-hmm. talk. There's been a lot of, this was a good week. Great week. For music. I, I will say, man, um, some, you know, some, you may not know, but, uh, I was, I was, happy with just pretty much everything that i listened to it was I, it can be it can be overwhelming i was talking to, uh, to the homie Duran about this uh this week it was like it can be annoying sometimes with how much music come out because mm-hmm. you can't get to everything especially mm-hmm. if you an adult and got a life and stuff um but i think this was pretty dope um this week uh, everything i heard so uh what what was your favorite thing that you listened to this week would you say my favorite thing well before before i get in, into that i just want to we kind of touched on this in episode one, and it was, um, like you said, it can get kind of annoying, you know, with all the music that comes out. It's like so much, you don't know where to go. Yeah. And then on top of that, it'd be like 25 tracks on the album. Yeah, yeah. you'd be like, bro, I'm not listening to all this. Maybe it's overwhelmed, not yeah. annoyed, but just, oh, it may be mm, I don't know. To but, me, yeah. for me, I'd be like, come on, man, 25 tracks. But um, a lot of music came out. My favorite, I'm going to have to go with that Nas album, man. Okay. King's Disease. Word. Uh, uh, yeah. So, what what were you expecting going into the Nas album? So, yeah, Nas dropped the album King's Disease. If you haven't checked it out, it's definitely worth the listen. Yeah. You will be, if you're a Nas fan at all or just curious, I think you'll find something you like on that album for sure. Well, normally when I'm, when Nas is about to drop, I'm expecting hella bars with like some mediocre beats <laughs> people give a lot of slack man to, to Nas's albums some, with the beats some man. mediocre beats that's just what it is but since i knew hit boy was producing the whole album i was like this is about to be fire so i was expecting fire and then he did a lot of collabs with the younger artists he did yeah and i was like man it's about to be fire like i had no doubts so when i listened to it i was just like bruh this is this is it like that car 85 track yeah just to me it, it embodied like just 90s new york to me mm-hmm. and it was just like man i just kind of felt like i was in new york because I, I got a thing with like 90s new york music for some reason like it was just like grimy it was a lot of bars and it really makes you feel like you in new york like you know what's going on you know the culture you know everything that's what car 85 gave to me mm-hmm. um I thought that was super dope, and then Twenty Seven Summers, man, the beat was hard. So those are my two. Yeah, those are my. T- and the bars is hard, of course. So yeah, those are my two that really stuck out on the album. But I, everything that came out, that was my favorite. For sure, for sure. No, it's it's yeah, no, it's it's definitely um like I say, it's worth the listen. I I really enjoyed it. I think um I had a couple favorites this week, man. I okay, we we just go. I wanted to go down the line of them because I because I, I don't know if I could pick my favorite favorite right now. I, I really I really like Lecrae's album. Yeah, I listened to it. it I really, was dope. I really like Lecrae's album. Um, Lecrae can make a good body of work, man. Yes. From from the albums I've listened to of his, I, I he from all the way. I mean, I I probably got on him when Anomaly came out, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since I've been tapped in, and he he can make a body of work, and he's very versatile too. Yeah, and and he doesn't sound like he's stretching 
or just trying to get on a certain type of a, a record, like he can actually go there on whatever type it is, whether it's like mm -hmm. a trap type song or uh, mm -hmm. or you know from a pop sounding joint to some hip hop stuff. So I I, he I had enjoy some trappy it. tracks on there too. He it did. Was, it was dope. He had a um. I think it was made a trap say man or something like that uh that he had like a whole damn trap album with um Beethoven. Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah, that one was cool. But you know when when the album starts to all sound the same it's kind of like uh, but yeah. but it, I mean it's it's good and he can rap and it was yeah. So I I really I thoroughly enjoyed that album. Does he sign anybody? Uh is he like an independent. I I don't know. Actually. I don't know his his uh business behind him. I'm not sure. I think that he actually I I, I feel like he has somebody he's working mm -hmm. with like a major machine behind him somewhere. But mm -hmm. I don't know actually. That's something I, we got to yeah, do our research on. But I enjoyed okay. that. Okay. Um I also really enjoyed the Duckworth album. Yeah. That album that was number two for me. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that album was fire. Um it, and it's just it's it's gonna make you dance. Like even if you don't if you're not a dancer, you're gonna dance to that record. It's just a feel good summer. Funny album. When I hear songs like that, I always get like an H and M vibe. You know, you walk in the H and M and they got like the music for sure. playing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it, it was. But no, it, it was definitely putting you in like a you just want to move a little bit. Yeah, type of mood. I can see it happening Friday night. You know, you kicking it. Yeah, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Duckworth, man. He makes some he makes some really good uh, music. So yeah, you should definitely jump into his catalog if you haven't. He makes really good music. And I feel like he just said he just had a vibe mm -hmm. for that whole project, so mm -hmm. I, I really like that album. Um, and uh, also, one that's been on repeat for me is the Big Sean, yeah, and Nipsey, Nipsey song, uh, Deep Reverence. That was really good. I know Big Sean's about to drop a new album. I like the I like the Detroit too. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the first Detroit, so I'm expecting. You know, usually yeah. when people try to go back to something. It usually turns out all right, so I feel like it's gonna be good. Big Sean always is—you can tell he puts a lot of thought into his songs, yeah, bars and sure. all that. For sure. And didn't Hit Boy? Uh, I, I mean, he Boy, produced this one, but yeah. is he producing the project? I, I don't know. I don't know about the whole project, but I know he's doing a lot on the project. Um, man, it's, it's it's crazy though, cause like Big Sean is one of my favorite artists, but I never go back to any of his albums for some reason. Really? Yeah, and I don't know why. Like none of his songs are on my playlist. Like, mm. I don't know why I don't go back to his albums, but, and I've been saying I want to go back and listen to uh, Finally Famous 3, because that's what, like, really got me, got me on the Big Shine, and then back when he was doing songs with Mike Posner. When it yeah, was, I was heavy on the Finally yeah, Famous mixtapes, yeah. for sure. Like, so, that's, I was definitely, that was a great time period, a yeah. period of time, just when the mixtape era, Wale, like, yeah, Wale, with, like, mixtape about nothing, oh yeah. my God, when that came out, man, that that's yeah. a classic. Yeah, like it was. It was like your favorite up and coming artists were dropping classic yeah. projects that were mixtapes. Yeah. It was like we was all in like college. Yeah, like it was all college age, and they was doing like a lot of college tours back then. That's mm -hmm. what kind of like gained their fan base. But I don't know why I don't go back to none of his albums. I have no clue why. And he's one of my favorite artists, which is weird. That's <laughs> interesting. I've 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 watched like videos and stuff on YouTube. People talking about different artists and talking about Big Sean of like why he's not like in the top, there, top like tier. yeah top tier yeah, people because he's he's, like right he's talented but yeah but it's like mm -hmm. something something don't stick for yeah. people i don't know exactly what it is i don't know but he he has a great message with what he's talking about like i said he's obviously talented and can wrap his ass off um and he makes good bodies of work you know 
and Nipsey's verse, man. Nipsey, yeah, he his he, he just man, it's it's so sad, bro. His presence on a song, yeah. he just you know, any features like people dropping these you know post posthumous uh, records with him on it, and it's just like his presence mm-hmm. on songs, like you believe everything he's saying. Yeah, and then obviously living in L. A. in L. A. moving out here, you see the culture, you see mm-hmm. how like tapped in he was in the community, mm-hmm. and how uh you know well respected he was. Not not only in the streets, but just all throughout LA and like every every circle. So it's just like, man, it's it's just sad, man. Yeah, very. Uh, but I, I I've been playing that song back to back since I've been listening since I started listening to it, which just it just dropped but a couple of days ago or something yeah. like that. But yeah, but I really I really like that one. And, and go back and listen to Victory Lap, man, if you haven't, because that album was it should have got rap album of the year. It got nominated for a Grammy that year, but Cardi B won. I mean, I understand why she won, you know, sales and popularity, but, like, rap album, he should have got some kind of award for that album. And that was the same year J-Rock dropped, too. And I was like, man, you got J-Rock and uh, Nipsey. J-Rock's album. Yeah, I know. I know. That That was a tough year. And I was so mad, man. I was so mad. Like, I understand why she won the Grammy. But I was like, rap album though, like, come on, man. J Rock or Nipsey had to get that. J Rock's album was great. That was mm-hmm. a great mm-hmm. body of work. That was like every song. Yeah, I still play it. Yeah, same here, same here. And yeah, like, spe- check Victory Lap. Honestly, I, uh, Nipsey got. I mean, he's he's got an extensive body of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of them were mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was like his first official album, but all of it from Compton. Uh, um, he had he had a couple other ones too. Um, with some people that he rocked that were on his team or just people that he he, he had a couple of collab albums that were good too like Slauson Boys mm-hmm. and all that. Yep. He's got good he's got good good bodies of work. Everything he put out pretty good. Yeah, so. rest in peace Nipsey. Yeah, for RP man. Uh also Big Mensa dropped the project. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, which was which was good. I I it was good. I liked it. It's been, it had been a little while for him, mm-hmm. and I know people were kind of wondering where he's going with his artistry because you know he's 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 very diverse. And he he's but the thing is, people don't know is because I know he had, he got into like the rock thing a little bit. Like he dropped the rock thought, album. I was just about to ask you, did you hear that rock album? Yeah, I thought that I album was hard. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked that it. album. Did not get any of the publicity or recognition. That I thought it deserved. That album was hard. Yeah, I've been a Vic Mensa fan for a while. Like yeah. probably like I think I found out about Vic Mensa around the same time I found out about, out about Mac Miller, which was when Kids dropped. So whatever year Kids mm-hmm. dropped, when we were in college, that's when I Kids. Yeah, that's that's when I got on um, on around the time I got on. And Vic Mensa hadn't even he. It was like some freestyle that he did back in the day. I don't know if anybody knows the song, but it was a, it was a song. Where he's rapping. It was like a freestyle type mm-hmm. thing, and he was on a basketball court, like an indoor court video. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. Haven't like send me a message, but yeah, if you look that up, but it's it's old, and it was but it was before he got with kids these days. So I don't. But I've been on Vic Mensa all the way since kids these days, and before right before he started dropping music with them. I don't know if anybody knows about kids these days, but it was an eclectic group, like a band basically that he was in. And they had a like a female singer who played keys, a, a guitarist, a drummer, uh, and Vic Mensa was like the lead person that, but he rapped and could sing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the thing is know. when yeah, like when Vic Mensa started doing like the like the rock album, like people were like, I don't know where to where to place him, and you know what is he's doing a lot. But the thing is, don't place the artist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Vic Mensa's been eclectic. People don't realize he's been making other stuff before this, so he's always been a wide like a like he has a wide net of what he's mm-hmm. capable of doing in music and and also he has 
he said he has influences in different genres of music, so he's not like just a rapper. And I feel like people just want him to rap, which yeah. is really good. Which he kind of went back to that on this project was like a lot of a mm-hmm. lot more rapping and mm-hmm. stuff, and kind of like his uh, album, uh, was it the autobiography? Yeah, yeah, I think it was kind of similar to that vibe. Um, but it, yeah, it was good though. It was, it was a dope album. It was a lot of um, social justice messages in there. Yeah, which was dope. And then he had a song with my guy Saint John. That's one of my. Uh, one of my new favorite artists. You listen to St. John? I, I don't know about St. John like that. What? I don't. Oh. I don't. I'm not going to lie so to you. So he signed to um, Rock Nation. Uh, Biggs, who was one of the founders of Rockefeller with Jay-Z. Okay, yeah. Biggs signed him. Oh, um, right, okay. So he signed it, signed them. I think Biggs is his manager also. So Biggs came back into management because he got out of management after Rockefeller. But um, I was watching a Breakfast Club interview like last year sometime, and he was like, "Man, when I seen this dude, I was like, I'm gonna jump back in. I want to get behind this guy." And um, does he yeah. have like a fro with like a yeah, he's gray got like thing the dread, or something? like a dread? Like, okay, yeah, like yeah a, okay, I've seen he, him before. He calls himself the Black Lenny Kravitz. So his okay, new, I mean, you. not the Black, the Ghetto Lenny Kravitz. Sorry, yeah, okay, the black, the, <laughs> but the Ghetto Lenny Kravitz. But that was his name. His album it was like Ghetto Lenny's Love Songs or something like that. Okay, got you. It's yeah, I'm not really, dove into really, stuff, really dope. Melodic. He he's like a singer type, very melodic, you know, vibe setting type of music. Got you, got you. Um, definitely go check that out. So um, okay. he got a track on that the V tape on Vic Mensa's new project. Right. Um, I think it's called Too Honest or Be Honest, um, something like that. It's like the second to last track on the album. Super dope. Nice. Super dope. Okay. So, Might have to look more yeah. into him. Like I've heard I've heard him probably on features. He's done with artists I listen to, yeah. but yeah, I haven't like dove into his music. So yeah, yeah. check St. John out. Check all these albums out, man. And then the the kind of the last thing to round off this music thing, man, Pharrell dropped, well, Pharrell and Jay-Z. I don't know if it was featuring Jay-Z or is it both of them? I, was, like both I, I believe it's Pharrell's, it's Pharrell's record featuring Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah. Called uh, Entrepreneur. Yeah. What, what did you think of that? What was your... What was your opinion? Okay. <laughs> I it was cool. It was cool. I love I I like I really appreciate Jay-Z's verse and the message, of course. Now I love the video. I don't know if anybody if you've seen the have you seen the video? Isn't it with like a bunch of Entrepreneurs like black yeah, business it's owners. Black. I seen part of it. I didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah, it's black. It, it just highlights a whole bunch of different black business owners, and it just ma- it makes the record make sense basically. Yeah, yeah. and it, like he highlights Tyler Creator, like just different people doing a bunch of different uh, stuff um, all uh, all over the board. Uh, just mm-hmm. black business mm-hmm. and just being mm-hmm. an owner and being an entrepreneur, and they just show people from all over the not even just the country, for like the world, uh, just a different black business owners. And it was very, very motivating. And it made the record make sense. Like, just, I, I listened to the song by itself before seeing the video. Oh, it's cool. I, uh, it's, you know, it's not my favorite Jay-Z, Pharrell collab, but I, I, I rock with what Jay-Z was saying. And I like the message that Pharrell brought. But yeah, the video yeah. is, is super duper inspiring. Um, and, and I love, I love it with the visual. So that's kind of my take on that. What did you think? Um, same thing. The message is super dope, needed, fits fits what's going on right now. I just didn't like the. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the track. Uh, I'm not mad at. I wasn't. Not mad at that. Like I'll probably never go back to it. But Jay Z's verse yeah. obviously is amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's Jay Z. It's Hov. So, yeah, talking that boss yeah. talk. His verse is hard. I I just. The rest of the track I wasn't feeling. The video makes the song make make sense, but mm. maybe I just need to watch the whole video and maybe it'll grow on me a little more. But I just really wasn't 
feeling the track. Yeah. I don't know. Here's something I do want to address about it because when the song came out, I saw people like I I, I don't even be on Twitter as much as mm-hmm. I used to be because I feel like a lot of it can be negative on Twitter. Like it's just mm-hmm. people talking mess about other people a lot mm-hmm. of the time on Twitter. Not not everything, but I see it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw it wasn't just on Twitter, but on social media, people were talking. Up, people were criticizing Jay Z because he has a line on there where he says, "For every what was it for every." I don't know if you said for every Gucci, uh, buy two Fubo, two Fubu, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like for every, oh, basically, yeah, yeah he had yeah, the I line saw, basically saying for every designer, white designer brand, he support two Fubus is what he was saying. And people yeah. were like, oh, like they were trying to like clown him, like ah, oh, you, you, like you talking about Fubu in 2020, and and when Fubu was popping, you wasn't supporting it, you know, you were shitting on it. Like mm-hmm. people were, they were saying a bunch of stuff about about that, and I'm like. It's a metaphor. It's yeah, not it's like so stop stupid. being so literal. So it, he's just stupid. and why can't Jay Z grow? You know what I'm saying? Like of course, okay, yeah. When he first got money or mm-hmm. like rapper boss mm-hmm. money, <clears throat> you know he's talking about Crystal and and whatever designer brands. Yes, he has a song Tom Ford. Like they were talking about all that. Yes, he likes his designer stuff. But I mean, he's a little bit older. He's a billionaire now, and it's very clear that him and his wife are very much so about. Black business yeah, and supporting man. the black community. People are crazy. Let it's people grow. Yeah, it's let people internet. grow and and talk about what they want to talk about. Like and it's, and it's, it's a it's just internet. a metaphor. He's just saying he's not saying to buy Fubu in 2020. He's just saying support gonna... black black business. Yeah. That's it. Come on. Yeah. Let's let's not be so critical. You know how people got. You know they got to say something on the internet. Period. So yeah. it's just it is what it is, and it's gonna be that way pretty much forever. Like yeah. if this podcast takes off, which I know it will. There's gonna be people saying shit about this pie. Like it, it is what it is. When you got sure. when you're an artist like yourself, yeah. it's gonna be somebody saying something about you that you might not agree with or like. But it's just the internet, man. People gotta gotta say stuff. You just, you know. Yeah, uh, and I, that's why I like uh, what Ti said about if you live for the cheers, you'll die by the booze. It's like you know you can't get too high off of the the praise. And so <clears throat> with that in mind, like not to get too low off of the, the criticism, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you just got like because people like you said, when you get to a certain level, there's always going to be criticized people criticizing you and people trying to talk down about what you're doing mm-hmm. at all levels. You know mm-hmm. saying? No matter if something tragic happens to you or something great happens to you, somebody gonna have something to say. Yep. That's so, how the world <laughs> works, man. Exactly. But um, all right, so that know. was good uh, breaking down some stuff with the with new music that we've been excited about this week. But let's um let's get to some current events right after this break. I'm a proud Democrat, and I'll be proud to carry the banner of our party into the general election. So it's with great honor and humility I accept this nomination for president of the United States of America. America, America, America. And speaking of the world, you know, with everything going on in the world these days, and it's like the election's coming up, and yeah. there's just so many factors to look into, and it's like, at you know, a lot of people are voting, feel like they're voting for the lesser of two evils, and some people feel like that every election. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris campaign? How do you feel about those two? Like, what what is your... What's your stance? Um, I feel like a lot of people do. It's like kind of like you said, lesser two evils. I mean, I'm not excited about 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 especially Biden. I'm not excited, but yeah. I know that I I I have my skepticism really with any politician. I have skepticism because it's politics and mm-hmm. there's a lot of different factors involved. And 
I get it. Like everything people are worried about, Biden has his record when it comes to, you know, um, the the what is it? The, well, with mass incarceration, basically. Crime bill. Yeah, yeah, with the mass yeah, incarceration and Kamala. Laws. Yeah, and and Kamala Harris has the same thing of of a lot of things in her thing. That I mean, yeah, there's stuff to worry about, but. I'm willing to roll the dice. That's all I'm saying. I know what we got going on right now. And I know what, you know, what will happen if I don't vote mm-hmm. for them, you know, to, yep. to get. The, I'm willing to roll the dice and risk it and see how it goes with these two rather than to keep the same. Uh, keep exactly. Trump in office for four more years. I'm not willing to risk that. It's crazy because I hear people saying that they're oh I'm not voting. You know, same that they did with the Hillary election. I'm not voting for Hillary. I don't like her. Yeah, I definitely ain't voting for Trump. It's like you're you're pretty much handing the election right over. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and that's the question. That's the that's the one question I follow up with every time. If somebody, uh, uh you know, it, when I see people talking about they're not gonna vote or they got to do such and such to earn my vote and blah, blah blah, I'm like, okay, if you're not voting for them, then who are you voting for? And they all either are not voting or they don't know. Don't, yeah. And I'm like. If you don't have a better solution, then yeah, I don't like the. I mean, I I understand the. They gotta earn my vote, or I'm holding the vote. I mean, not the I'm holding the vote, but they gotta earn my vote. And that's what I'm but saying. At this yeah. point, it's like, okay, you're gonna hold your vote. What is that gonna do? Because there's thousands of people out there that are gonna take that literally. Yeah, and and the thing for me too is like, you know, we know what our skepticisms are when it comes to those two. Mm-hmm. So why not, you know cast your vote and then we can address those things right away and hold them accountable yeah. so that we you know like we're watching you we know mm-hmm. what your track record is we're not going to settle for that we weren't going to go with this guy over mm-hmm. here but we're not going to settle for this so let's just hold them accountable while they're in the office you know what i'm saying rather than just kind of just be like i'm just not going to participate and then just handing it over because i don't want four more years because this one is just this person clear like, like 45 clearly does not care about any of the issues that you care about. He 45. does not he does not care. He does he don't care. Forty five. He don't he don't okay. care. He don't care. And you know, so it's it's and, and he's making us look dumb. Like he's and he's not even like carrying it well or even a good liar or a pretender. Like it's just like we're on timeout right now, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like He's we can't even doing whatever he wants. Yeah, I'm not will. I'm not willing to risk on it. you and telling you it's raining right. right in front of your face. Right, exactly. I'm not. I'm not willing to risk it. I'm not do willing you, to risk do it. Do you know? Have you heard of Jamal True Love? No. Have you heard of him? So, on my way here, uh, this I don't know divine intervention, but I knew we was gonna talk about this, and then there just happened to be this interview on the podcast I listened to with this guy named Jamal True Love. So he basically was convicted of murder, and they sentenced him 50 years to life, pretty much. He didn't do it. The cops knew he didn't do it. They pretty much framed him because he wouldn't snitch on who actually did it. So it was just proven that uh, he was innocent, and obviously he sued back, and he got like $13 million from the city or whatever. But um, long story short, Kamala Harris, she was the, the DA at the time. It was her office that had his case in San Francisco. This happened in San Francisco. And um, I know. And he was telling the story. And um, they basically, both of the guy who got killed, they were at a party or something. The guy who got killed and the guy who killed him, he knew both of them. They were, He knew both of the dudes. Okay. There were witnesses there exp- telling them that he didn't do it. Every, they knew who did it, but they grabbed him. 
They were trying to get him to snitch on the guy who actually did it. He wouldn't snitch. Because he wouldn't. They so they pinned like... it on him. So they, they like, paid witnesses. They paid, like, this one uh, of the witnesses, like, $65,000 to say he that. did it. It was it was all this corruption, right? And he all this was under Kamala's office. And okay. even after all that, and he's free and everything, and, and basically he said this. He was like, no, she wasn't the one in the courtroom, but this happened under her watch, like, you are the one overseeing all these prosecutors. All these cases come across your desk. Yeah. And he was like, he knows for a fact she saw this case. Mm. And, um, man, there was even another prosecutor that went to her office with proof that he didn't do it. And I guess, um, you know, they just shoved it under the table. They deleted a bunch of stuff from the police reports. Oh, my god! Same stuff you see on TV, pretty much. Yeah, it sounds so, just like uh, when they see us. Like the... Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So okay. even after all that, he said, I'm still voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If he can still vote. There you have it. You better take your ass out there and vote. There you have it. So, That's, yeah. Man. It's a long it's a long story, but just, just look him up if you kind of want to know exactly what happened. I just gave, like, the short version. Yeah. But it's crazy. And basically, I mean, he got $13 million, but you, he did seven years in jail. So it's like you can't get back seven years. Yeah, of your you can't. Life. Even no matter how much money they give yeah. you, you can't get that time back. And you don't know what people go through when they're when they're in yeah. there. And, and he had that. four kids when he went to jail. So that's seven years being away from your family. Like, yeah. And he's still gonna vote. So go vote, please, man. <laughs> Long story yeah. short, man, that's crazy. Man, another thing. Whew, this one is, this one is crazy. Meg the Stallion, Tory Lanez. I. I don't even want to give this too much time, but <laughs> yeah, um, this one is a everybody wanted to know what the hell happened. Yeah. What happened? How? Yeah. How did it happen? What happened? It don't even like no matter what was said or whatever. It just nothing. I don't. I don't see anything that could could make it okay or yeah. So could justify yeah. So pretty much that happened. She yeah. came out and said that uh, Tory Lanez is the one that shot her. Four people in the car, Meg, her best friend, Tory Lanez, and his security. They was in the backseat arguing or in the car arguing, I guess. This is this is her words. They were in the car arguing. She was like, man, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to get out the car. They was apparently like five minutes away from the house she was staying at in Hollywood Hills. So she was like, I'm going to walk. Then apparently he shot it out the window or something and was shooting at her, and she got hit in her feet. So... I don't know, bro. My my one my one. I wonder if he was trying to like scare her, shooting still, at her feet, which is still that's stupid. Some trash, and it's pretty. Shit. Yeah, it's. I'm just wondering, like, was he was that a, like was he just trying to scare her or something, and then oh, but accidentally hit her foot or whatever. I mean, it don't make sense either way. And like, why do on, you bro. have a gun? Why why right. do you have security for? Right, if you have a gun. Why? You, right, that's why you have security so that you don't have to be caught with a weapon. Yeah. At all, when and keeping it real goes wrong. That ain't like, even keeping why, it real. That's that's just. Why do you want to throw everything away, and then you shooting at a woman on top of that? Like for what? And a woman who is arguably a bigger artist than you. At the time, not arguably, not yeah, not arguably. Is, she is, is a yeah, bigger is artist. a bigger artist than you are right now. So it's it's it's. Yeah, it's just, I just don't even understand. If she didn't have a gun to your head, that the only scenario is if she had a gun to your head and was about to pull the trigger. And that obviously wasn't the case. So yeah. there's no circumstance at all 
Number one, why why do you even have the gun in the Hollywood Hills? Well, you need the gun in the Hollywood Hills for it. It's on just top a, of that. It's just an all bad. And why situation. are you shooting at a at a woman that you got into an argument with? Like, bro, throw your whole career away. Th- throw him away at this point. Like, yeah. why? Uh, yeah. What's the point? And now, obviously, he ain't said a word. He's kind of fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. I I think he's done out here. Like, I'm I'm good. I I'll be okay if I never hear another uh, Tory Lanez track. So, yeah, they ain't gonna hurt me none. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I mean, you gotta, yeah. It's 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 not okay. It's not okay at all. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, and I feel like everybody's saying the same thing. I saw a, a Ti on um a, cl- a clip of Ti on when he was on his IG live was like, Yo, you gotta say something, man. You can't just yeah. you need to clear this up or something. Like you need to say something. Yeah, a lot of because it's not heavy hitters coming out too. Bun B. Bun B. Yeah, he, he said something about him. Uh, There's a couple other people. I think. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. This is a couple people. Like, just he's done out here. Like, he's done. Out Somebody here. might try and go see him. Yeah, cause he like, he ain't in jail. If he so. if he go out somewhere, I feel like somebody gonna see him about that. Mm-hmm. Cause people really like like Megan. So. Yeah, so she seems to be doing better, I guess. And then people calling her a snitch and like, shut up. That's not snitch. Shut up. Thing is about. And yeah, yeah. It's like. People, it goes back to what we were saying about like somebody always gonna have something negative to say no matter the situation. Right. So you just gotta. I could. It was getting to her obviously because she's made a couple videos like talking about it. Yeah. yeah like, I feel bad, you know, because I. I mean, from what she shared, like she's been through a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in the last few years, you know, and not having your parents when something like this happens. Trying to get over that, you know, not get over, but trying to to deal with that, cope with it. Yeah. Grieve. Trying to deal with that already you know and and getting all the success and then just the things that come with success and and fame and all that mm-hmm. and then then something like that happens and she's talking about she feels like you know the people around her she was trying to fill voids within her life with with certain people the wrong people mm-hmm. that's a it's a cold place to be in so I, I really hope that you know she gets the the right people around her same yeah man same I, I'm, I'm curious though like in in her video, she was like, "Them three went to jail. I didn't go to jail. I went to the hospital." So like, her friend, the security guard, and Tori went to jail. Like, I'm trying to figure out what happened between her and her friend. Also, like, wouldn't you? Well, I look at it as it's three. It's I'm I don't know what this what the race of the security guard is, but you know, I'm guessing. You know, look, mm-hmm. you got black you got black people up in the hills, shots shots ringing off. So there's a there's guns in the vehicle, mm-hmm. like. Y'all going to jail. We'll figure this out later. But this mm-hmm. this woman is shot, so we need to get her to the hospital. I feel like yeah. if if Megan wasn't shot, she would have went to jail too, probably. She would have got arrested. So I think that's just what it is. It's just we'll figure this out later. Y'all all going to jail. Yeah, I hope this situation gets figured out, and you know, prayers for her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So um, uh, you know, a lot of heavy stuff going on in the country. Not it's just yeah, and Jacob Blake, man. Before we get to that, while we're on this topic with Megan and just talking about women and protecting women, mm-hmm. I want to mention about Breonna Taylor. So, yes, um, of course, we all know there still hasn't found justice. It's been, I forget how many days now that this horrible incident happened and they've made murals. They've put Black Lives Matter on streets. 
You know, they've mm-hmm. uh, they passed a bill or something, a yeah. bill Rihanna, about uh, Rih- like with her name, with her name. How you do that, but haven't actually Arrest the arrested the cop? Like, come on, like I, why is it? And 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 then also like bringing it back to Megan too about like I know people thought she was lying, mm-hmm. and it's like why is it that black women aren't protected or believed when it comes to things? You know why? Mm-hmm. Like it's like that it takes the longest for things to get justified for mm-hmm. them, and it's like we don't need no more extra stuff when it comes to like Breonna Taylor. Like we don't need no more things to make us try to feel better about about it and all they're recognizing us yeah just go no. arrest them <laughs> yeah like no is, we want so justice for Breonna Taylor that's it that's it that's all we want yeah. that's 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 what this whole thing is about that's the whole purpose I don't care about no bills You, I mean that's great but let's just like why is it why not why not the thing that we're going for so it's like I just wanted to, to mention that too is just we gotta you know I, I don't know why I hate that it's the way that it is and I wish that Black women will be more appreciated and protected, and um, you know, get get justified for 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 things, and people believe them when they speak out about things or when something when they're mm-hmm. wrongs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, but yeah, moving forward, yeah, uh, Jacob Blake. That's been a lot of stuff, bro. This is yeah. This is yeah. I, yeah. Did you see the video? I hate that I saw the video too. It's like one of those things where I'm scrolling. And you watch it and you're like, oh, I didn't want to see that. Like, so yeah, I saw the first half of it. I could, I cut it off, and I yeah. purposely haven't watched it. Here's the thing: I don't need to watch any more black men get mm-hmm. shot or women. I don't need to see no more black people get killed by the police for me to feel just as bad as I would if I watched it. I don't need to see it no more. So I feel like if you probably can hear it in my voice now, like I still feel horrible about it it's mm-hmm. it and i just i just didn't want to watch it so i i've seen it i had a couple people send it to me i'm not watching it i'm not watching the actual act like i yeah, I, I just i can't have it on my mental right now even I, even if it's like when you when you're a cop and in this particular situation he was walking they had guns drawn on him on one side of the car he walks around He's walking away from them. Apparently, they say that he just broke up a fight between two females, and the cops came, and somehow they got on him. And he's walking away, and he's just like walking away. They're behind him, guns drawn. Even if you feel like he's going to go in his car and get a gun, right? They had plenty of time. There's two officers. Before... They were on the complete other side of the car when he walks around the hood to the driver's side. His kids are in the car. Even if you feel he's going to go in this car and get a gun, because, you know, that's what they always think. Even if you feel he was going to go get a gun, you had plenty of time to subdue him before he even reached the door. They obviously did not do that. And then when he opens the door and goes inside the car, dude grabs his shirt and literally point blank seven shots. Yeah, and it's like what in front of his kids. Yeah, and it's like with his kids in the car, and there's just so many. I don't. It's so many like, like whys, and within that situation, it's like one. Like you said, there's multiple officers. You don't have to have like tase. You can tase him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can try to. You can subdue. Like there's so many. We've seen it done with. Other with, races, with 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 white, with white people, we've seen worse. You Have know, we've you, seen white people yeah. fight the police, 
have weapons at the police and they end up getting subdued and obtained without any harm or any like strenuous yeah. harm done to them. So there are practices that can and, and measures that can be taken without it getting to that point. I don't know, like I say, and what who was the um the coach that was talking about uh that was talking earlier this Doc week Rivers. too. Yeah. Like Clippers. Yeah. Um about about that's like they like the about fear. Pe- fear. Like yeah, like like the especially the Republican Party the convent they had the national convention yeah like they spew they, they spew all on, these things about fear they and it's like fear what are you afraid of like the police like why i understand that police deal with the worst kind of people and you do have to keep your head on a swivel and things can go wrong very quickly but at certain point in time it's just like why are you so scared like what are you afraid of at this point to where you feel like you have to do that you know what i'm saying like why are y'all so afraid of Black men and it'd be like unarmed men. It ain't even like they got a weapon on them. You, you know, know what I'm saying? It's like messed up. The same police department. A video just came out. The same police department. White dude. The cop is telling him to get on the ground. He is running up on the officer, not getting on the ground. I mean, charging full speed. Tell the cop is screaming, "Get on the ground!" And what does he have pulled on him? A taser, not a gun. The guy then charges the cop again. The cop shoots him with the taser. Dude rips out the taser, screams. He lets out a loud scream and charges the officer, just starts punching him. And it's like, you gun was never drawn during this whole... I've seen multiple videos Same like police that. department. <clears throat> the, the same exact Kenosha PD. And it's like, how do you know what to do with this person, but you're not with this person? I know you wasn't scared. There's no, You can't tell me you're scared. Like at this point, you're not scared. You're just looking for any reason to shoot them, and you know you're gonna get away with it. That's what I think. I think. That's that. There you have it. There is that. There's not a fear of of any kind of reparations for that, or, or repercussions for that. Like you know, no matter how this goes, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be able to go home today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's and pretty much it. Pay and, and pretty much get a vacation. I'm just be at the crib. Y'all gonna protect me. It's gonna be guards outside of my house. Or a hotel or wherever they decide to put me, and I'm yeah. still gonna get paid, and I'm on vacation. I think that's the thing is like you know you're gonna get away with it, you know, if you do that. Now, if y'all start shooting all these white people up, this might be a different story, and I think things would be mm-hmm. handled a little bit differently. But I think that's the thing is that we've seen it over and over and over and over of black people getting killed, especially and, black men, yeah. and and there's no and it's only because we have cameras now. Just imagine all the shit that went right. unrecorded. Yeah, exactly. Back in the day, exactly. Dude. And there's still probably stuff going. There's still stuff going on that we don't see. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? This is just yeah, like you said. It's just we can see it now. And and the fact that officers wouldn't try to be more careful now because it, the block is hot. Basically, when it mm-hmm. comes like people are looking to for for things like that to film and to make sure it don't go wrong or whatever like it's a it's a hot topic right now so for you to be killing people today is like you really they bold you would think they would like calm down a little bit with all the heat because yeah honestly white people a lot of white people are actually like man my eyes have been opened Mm -hmm. this is wrong yeah you would think that they would maybe try to take a step back a notch turn it down a notch nope yeah nope 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 but yeah, man, and the thing is, like, this has been happening for so long. Like, I know people are, you know, for anyone who thinks like this is a new thing, it's not. Like, I'm like I was telling Snell, I'm reading this book right now, uh, um, "Blood in My Eye" by George Jackson, and mm-hmm. he's a revolutionary um, from that 
was talking about this stuff in the seventies. Like it's it, like about police brutality, like police brutality and, pro- and police killings. Like they were doing it back then, you know, probably just oh, as yeah. much, if oh, not yeah. more, you know. Oh, yeah. So it's it's been this way, and I don't know, bro. I, Long story short, we want justice. Yeah, that's it. Right. Exactly. We want people to take better measures. Be held accountable. Be held. Be yes. Hold people accountable. Right. Like you said. Yes. And. I know we talked about defunding the police or just not having a police at all in certain places. I don't think that'll work. I think defunding. Def- no, defunding will work. I think defunding. No police at all, I don't think would work. Yeah, I, yeah, like defunding for sure. I, I, um, they have I, billion dollar budgets. Why, why do they need that? What, why, why? That can go into the community. Yeah, and um, and also, uh, I hope I'm saying this right. Um, there's a show called Shades of America, uh, and they. The host he highlighted, I think it was Camden, New Jersey, was a place that I hope that I'm saying the right place. Um, that highlights or that is talking about they do a different type of thing with the policing, like they do community policing, like they make sure to have a presence within the community. So mm-hmm. it's not just people that don't have any connection or ties to the community or aren't seeing like you don't you only see the cops when something bad happens and they pulling up like they they do something a little bit differently and there was a time period before where you had to actually live in the community to be a police officer in that community so like things like that i you know there's certain there's a lot of things that could be done but yeah i think having community engagement you know uh i think defunding yes and then also having a system in place for when things go wrong mm-hmm. when somebody does pull something like this you don't, you know, you, there's way more drastic measures that go involved. Like, you're not going to be cool. Like, it's not going to be all yeah. all good, you know, yeah. for you to do something like exactly. that. Exactly. I feel like there needs to be, when there's a shooting or something like this, everything needs to freeze. I need somebody, a third-party group there on site, grab the report immediately. And you obviously you need, and they need to talk to witnesses. Like, you can't just trust the the police department same department that's same doing department it. Yeah. that does the investigation how is that even okay they obviously always erase shit off the yeah. off the report they leave stuff out or try to lie about what, same with what the actually Taylor. happened the report was empty like they they just got rid of a bunch of stuff from the report so it's yeah. just they're yeah they're definitely like i i agree with that of yeah. having a third party um Heavy, man so yeah but a lot of stuff justice like, absolutely that's what we need you got a track, man, that I really, really enjoyed. Yes. So I want you to kind of go into, you know, why you wrote it. Um, you know, the 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 things you spoke about in this track, mm-hmm. and just just kind of tell us about it. Your thought process, everything. Like, how did this come about? What happened? Yeah. So I mean. I- it was it it just happened at a perfect time it wasn't the song wasn't planned um it definitely of course all that stuff was on my heart and on my mind uh but yeah i wrote this song called justice it's actually i look at it as part two mm-hmm. of my song calm down that i put out in 2017 uh calm down was about police brutality it was uh i put it out around the time that philando castile was shot and killed um and or was a big story at the time anyway. Uh, but yeah, so it was about police brutality and about like government corruption and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But yeah, I, and so I ended up, my my guy Perry uh, ended up uh, making a track 
and just ran, I randomly sent it to me. He's a I knew he was a um like a musician, but I didn't even know he made beats like that. But he just happened to one day send me a beat. It was like, you know, I was just, you know, thought you might like this beat and send it to me. And it just kind of immediately when the sample came in and all that, I was like, okay, I see where I can go with this. And I hadn't at the time, I hadn't like this was probably 2 months into uh quarantine and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, like at the height of all this stuff, but I hadn't wrote any songs or anything necessarily particularly about all the stuff that was happening, like the protests and all that. But I ended up uh, writing this record, Justice, and I was writing, I just made the record about uh, the protests, about Breonna Taylor, um, about that this is a continuation of, I've, like, I've been talking about this stuff. You know, George Floyd, like, it, it, you know, like this stuff has been going on and we really need to see justice um, for all of this stuff. And then, and people want to make the issue about looting, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And about, about looters and about people, you know, about yeah. what happens at protests, of course, but not about the issue at hand. And so that's like, those are like the main themes of it. It's just like me continuing. And it's like, I want, I, I, I reposted about calm down or like early this year. I reposted it um, early this year and was like, man, I really wish that these songs, I want it to be an artifact. I want mm-hmm. it to be history. You know, I wanted to be like, yeah, I remember back when it was like that. I don't want it to continue to be relevant. You know, like I, I hate that justice and my song Calm Down are super relevant. Mm-hmm. Like I like I said, when I re-released Calm Down, it was like people were like, wow, this is talking exactly what's going on. It was like, yeah, but I wrote this, like this was put out three years ago. So yep. but it's just as relevant. So yeah, that's that's the main thing. I don't know if there's any lines or anything in the song that you particularly want to ask me about but that's like the main main oh, thing man, about the song like, really it's just the whole the whole song like it's super relevant every yeah. and then like you said there was there was a specific line that stood out you was like i said the same thing in 2017 like yeah yeah literally um, yeah <laughs> literally it's it's like still you can say the same thing today and it's literally the same situations as we had five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago it's like when is there going to be some kind of change yeah i I had a line um in calm down where i said uh have a gun to your face with a knee on your neck and then the thing happened with george floyd and so it was i hate to say you know uh, like a prophecy kind of or just a just telling of what happened but yeah, it's like I, I said that, and it was like in, the, in this song, I was like, yeah, I said the same line back in 2017. Told him to calm down, cause they ain't know what I mean. The same exact thing that made MLK have a dream. But 50 years later, still waking up to this. You know, like it, ain't no rope around, but still getting lynched. And it's like, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's just, <laughs> yeah. But it's, so, yeah, just talking about like, yeah, we've been, like I've been talking about this stuff, and it's just happening over and over. Like I said, Martin Luther King was talking about this stuff. Like they were getting police brutality back then you know yeah. for protesting and complaining about the protesters there and it's like it's 50 years later still and the thing is slavery wasn't even that long ago like like you know slavery wasn't that oh, long forget ago forget about it you're not a slave that's like what, slavery that's what wasn't that long ago that's freaking what tell you like none of this was that like if you look at your great grandparents their parents if anything was slaves most likely that's not that far far away ago you know yeah um, and there's this uh, I, I was listening to Jamel Hill's um, I wish I could pull this up uh, I really want to pull this up we can um, we can we can get a little clip of it yeah know? yeah so but she she did an interview um, and with the with the person who came up with the idea for the New York Times 
a black woman came up with the idea of the 1619 project, which 1619 was the year that the first slaves came to what is now America. Mm-hmm. And like, so like before the, before America was America, there were already slaves here. And, and it just kind of tells a story about how everything, uh, like I don't, you, have you watched the show, uh, black, is, black as fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. So how, yeah. remember how? On, yeah, remember show? remember yeah. how on on that every episode it was like because of slavery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this sixteen nineteen project that the New York Times did, they basically break down how every aspect of American culture and society, it, like it goes back to slavery. Like it's like because of slavery. Like there's you can trace everything back to that. Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 real. Like it's 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 in like our country was built off of slavery. So. Mm-hmm. And if things don't change and like we're talking about the same stuff that was been going on for years, it's like it's all because it all trails back like how police used to be overseers for slaves and would hunt down and capture slaves. And it's like that's where that department originates from. And when things don't change enough, of course, it's going to same type of thing. It's like it's all based around it's all it, it based after slavery. And it's like that's what that's crazy. Yeah, but like I, like I said, like and this is okay. I'm gonna say this too about the justice. This is an important line about it. Is I said that um, if the system, the system broken, ain't broke, we could fix it in a day. But the, but the forefathers made sure they sure built they it this way. Yeah. So and yeah, and by that line, I mean if like the system's not broken, it's just a bad system. Yeah. Like the, if it's like if something is if your TV's broke, or if your your bike is broke. You can fix the bike. You know what I'm saying? Like if if the, if the system was broken, we could just fix whatever that issue is, and it would be good to go. Like yeah, we'll just do this. We'll patch that up, and we can keep going. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But nah, the system was made because of slavery. Like if you want to say like based all the way back to yeah, slavery, like the system was that built, was it was built. We've had some amendments, yeah. but it's still it's amended. It's not yes yeah. different. Not you know, fixed. it's not fixed. Mm-hmm. It's not different. You know what I'm saying? It's just amended laws. The whole new fucking constitution at right. this point. Right, exactly. It's like you you can't, it's not fit, it's not broken, it's just wrong. Like, it just needs to, you need to completely deconstruct the whole thing and create a new thing. Like, that's what it's going to take in order for things to really get on a consistent path of progression, I feel like, without there being a whole bunch of backsliding and loopholes and all this stuff. It's like you have to completely deconstruct and create a whole new thing. Because it's 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 not it's not yeah, broken. It's just much. wrong. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, man. With that said, we're gonna take a quick little break, and we shall return. Get back to some some shout outs, uh, some some good news, and some cool things from this week. So we're that's gonna do fact. that on this uh, when we get back. All right, we are back. Uh, yes, where from here? Uh, okay, so I just wanted to do a couple shout-outs. So we're doing different segments, you know, um, and I wanted to just give a couple shout-outs to some some cool stuff that's going on. I don't know if, and if Snail has any. I'll start with one. I don't know if you have anything that you want to kind of talk about that's cool, but I first just wanted to shout-out uh, Finkel Band. is uh, What a, up, Finkel? Finkel is a, is a band, a duo um, that, that I love, uh, Brian and Jane, that are uh, here, um, based here in L.A., um, that I've actually collaborated with and they are dope people have dope music they're actually on my newest project that's about to come out as well 
and they just did a remix project to their um, album, Backpack of Snacks. They did a remix album called Remix of Snacks. And the first record on there is actually produced by my guy, Duran Rashford. So I want to shout out, shout out Duran on here. And uh, I, I really love that they're doing these type of things um, with doing remixes of their projects. And they, they have a lot of fan interaction. Like they'll have producers that'll just send them remixes to the records. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, Duran made this one specifically. It's called Pendulum. If you haven't checked out Finkel, man, you should check them out. You should definitely check out the track Pendulum. Uh, the remix uh, produced by Duran Rashford. It's a super dope record. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's super chill. Friend. What up, Quinn? Yeah, man. We got to get him to tap in on here, too, yeah. I feel like. We got to get Finkel in here, too. Yeah, they I would love they that. They would do it, so. I would love you that. Know, they were super dope to me when I met him at your video shoot. Yeah. And on my way home that day, I listened to their album. I haven't got a chance to check out the remix one. That just dropped Friday, right? Yeah, it just dropped. So, it um, just dropped. But I did check out the the original, and it was super dope. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so, so I want to shout shout y'all out real quick. Make sure you go check them out. Um, another thing I want to shout out is so I did my first social distance live performance um, this past weekend, which was really cool. Um, it was put together by my guy um, Nathaniel James, who has had a thing called Living Room Sessions, which I have a performance that I'm going to be releasing sometime soon with him. Um, and it was also put together, uh, but yeah, and he put together this thing called City Underground, which is a new showcase that he's doing. Uh, and he did it um, this past weekend where he put a showcase together. Um, and so here's the thing, okay? So I, w I had very minimal information about mm -hmm. it. You know, I knew that the date time, mm -hmm. and I knew it was going to be at somebody's residence. So mm -hmm. I had, it was going to be outside at somebody's house, so probably in their backyard, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, cool, be some little porch, you know, mm -hmm. lights, you know. Whatever, beer, whatever. Bro, I get there. <laughs> stage. Bro, bro, they got a they got a legit stage built in this in this backyard. They got lights. They got cameras. Like they, show lights. Show lights. Yeah, no, like legit production lights. Like they got a, in a legit production stage. Like a legit not not no rinky dink, like a stage, bro. They got a stage in here. They got the the, the monitors, the speakers, the the band set up. Oh, wow. They got a drone camera. They got oh, wow. all of like they got all of this stuff um prepared for this show. They got and they got a back like the, the backyard is all set up all nice. They got haystacks that you can sit on. They got a fire pit. Yeah, <laughs> they got man. a bar. I'm mad and I a, couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah. They got a bar and a DJ. I'm like, yo, what is like this is this That's is like hard. a legit I was thoroughly impressed, bro. Like I, from being a curator that a person that puts on events and and wants to do things that are good showcases and and um and do dope events especially to put something together like that at a time like this where people are iffy and you got to actually make sure it's a regulation now yeah. like there's way more regulations and you got to be social distance and all that like i didn't even invite people like that because i didn't even mm -hmm. i know i invited you and i feel like maybe a couple other people uh because uh, i didn't know what it was going to be and i wasn't trying to bring a bunch yeah. of people in somebody's spot Na neighbors right right exactly uh, yeah. so i'm not yeah so i went but i was thoroughly impressed like it was a great show it was a bunch of um of, of dope artists that performed that night. Um, so I, I just I I, I want to kind of I figure like I'll make something maybe in the liner notes or something of this episode and, or play some 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 clips of somebody's music. But it was a bunch of um, artists that performed that were really dope too. Uh, and then to top the night off, bro. So and another thing too is the vibe was great. The all the performers were good, mm -hmm. and I can probably count on you know a hand or two of. The showcases I've been to where everybody on the showcase was dope. Mm -hmm. And this was one of those where every every artist that performed was was dope. 
Uh, but and everybody, I feel like, was just happy to be around people. Like, so everybody yeah. was just super happy live and friendly. Music. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it made me miss live shows so much more because I was like, man, I miss this. Like, you kind of forget. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, just not only being around people, but live live music. So that was dope, and everybody was so happy. But then to top it all off, at the end of the night, I had a full circle moment. So when I first got out to LA, Snell, I was talking to Snell and was like, yo, you know, what are some showcases or what are some things going on in the city that I could check out? Mm-hmm. And what did you tell me? I told you about my first Fridays. Yeah. So it was a dope, dope showcase where they have like every first Friday of the month, they have just a bunch of dope artists just come perform. And it's like a really dope environment. Mm-hmm. A lot of creators and it's super dope. So yeah, I told you about that. Yeah, so he told me about the showcase, My First Fridays. I looked it up. I noticed that they, like, perform with bands. Um, he was like, you know, this would really fit your vibe. Um, mm-hmm. I think you should check it out. I had I followed him on Instagram. Um, I never ended up actually getting out to one of their showcases, but I always had intended to, but I, I just hadn't did it yet. And um, But I would see when they would do their shows every first Friday of the month out here in L.A. Uh, and it's like the first Friday would always just creep up on me and I'd miss it. But anyway... So I so to top it all off, like there was a guy, the house that we were at was this guy named Kelvin Truitt. It was his house, um, and we I ended up talking to him right before I left. Like I'm by the door area mm-hmm. where where to, where to get out. I'm like by the door and just happened to run into him. Was talking to him, and he told me like, yeah, you know me and Nathaniel, like you know we've been doing this stuff. We're gonna start doing these shows like the City Underground. I got my the show my first Fridays. I do every. I was like. I was like, wait, my first Friday? He's like, that's you? <laughs> he was like, he's like, yeah, no, I got my warehouse where I do the showcase. Like, yeah, that's my thing. That's that's what I do. And I, I was like, yo, my homie told me about your showcase. I've been wanting to get on that forever. And I was like, you know, I love to do. He's like, well, technically, you doing this show? You you on it? You know, you you a part of it now? You know, and I would love to have you out for another one when when we get everything back up and running. I was like, that's really tight. So yeah. I ended up performing for the founder of the My First Fridays at his house. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> at a legit performance. He loved... That's dope. He told me, he like, he loved my music. He loved my message, what I stand for. You know, of course, we got each other's information and all that. So Another I'm like... Ta- so I'm tapped in now with My First Friday. So I just want to shout out Nathaniel James for, one, being a dope producer and then also putting together a, a dope event, like a, a very high-quality um, self put on the event like you and your team and then Kelvin Truitt as well as for accommodating a show like that mm-hmm. and then you know for obviously for putting on your showcase of my first Fridays and then also being you know willing to connect with me the way that you did so I just want to shout y'all out as well so I just wanted to give that shout out so I don't know if there's anybody you want to shout out but I just wanted to shout those people out real quick um, that was a dope shout out by the way that, yeah, was, a, that was a dope story and yeah, yeah. my fiance put me on to my first Friday so I, I just thought it was a dope you know, a dope vibe. So then when you move here naturally, I definitely was like, oh, yeah, he would be perfect for this. So yeah. super dope. But uh-huh. um, really, I just want to shout out Dynasty Bros podcast, man. Shout out. Shout out to the homies. Our brothers, AP. Yes. And uh, Slick Vic, Chief Sosa. Chief Sosa. My guy. My yes. Call of Duty teammate right there, both of them. Yes. Uh, they got a really dope podcast. You know, if you are into fantasy football, you want to know stats on players, everything that's going on in the league, you know, updates, news, trades, whatever, how to make your team better, what players to keep, what players to trade, you know, whatever. And, oh, and, and shout out to Avo. Shout out to their DJ too, man. Yeah. DJ Avo. DJ Avo. Sorry, the brother. AP two dots. Yeah, Vic. man. Uh, you know, they got a real, they got something really dope going on. And you know, to break into that fantasy football podcast world, you know, it's it's. It's um 
it's white dominated. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be dope for a black podcast to get in there. Yeah. And and take up some of that space and um you know they got something good going on man so i just wanted to shout them out and you know keep doing what y'all doing and hopefully when y'all come out to la we can kind of do like a podcast mashup where we all just get in the studio and just be talk our shit like we always do in the group chat that would be <laughs> that would be really tight i would i would i would actually love that um and yes yeah, and also they also do shout outs of their own for up-and-coming artists they yeah. always they usually highlight an artist every week so look into dynasty bros look them up and uh and for artists like reach out to them let them hear your music too they'll shout you out on the podcast because i know yeah. they've been getting some traction so shout yeah out to them. i check them out on i listen to them on spotify so that's where i listen to them i'm not sure exactly if they're on every platform or not but i, I listen so. on spotify so yeah man well, yeah, I guess they would be. Yeah, I believe yeah, they're, they're on every, they're on every, so. every uh, you know, platform. So, you know, check them out. And that's my shout out. Bet that. Bet that. So, um, and I'm going to end this. Well, I don't I guess we, I don't know if that's the way that you want to end it. But yeah. Oh, and, and shout out to us, man. <laughs> We've been talking about doing this damn podcast, recording, video, interview, mashup situation forever. Yeah. And we finally doing it. I'm happy about it. And it's going really well so far. I think it's super dope. So shout out to us. Yeah, shout out to us, man. Shout out to yourselves too. If there's anything you've been wanting to, to knock out, you've been talking about doing for a while. Yeah, if you if you it. if you did it, shout out to you. And if and shout out to you if you if you decide you're gonna do it. It's quarantine. You got time. Go Good. do it. Get off your ass. Yeah, go do it. Just get yeah. Do it while you're on the couch. Just grab the <laughs> grab the laptop. And make it happen. Shout out to everybody, man. Yeah, man. Um, and I'm going to end on, on my end with uh, a book recommendation. So I, I like to read, and I'm going to just start, whenever I finish a book or something, I'm going to just shout it out on here. Um, this I, the book One of the last books that I finished is the autobiography of Malcolm X um, that's told by Alex Haley. And, of course, Malcolm X had a part in that, too. Uh, it's a really good book. Um, it's I'm sure it's like a staple, I feel like, in, in books like that when it comes to autobiographies and, of course, of, like, polarized figures. Um, but you, I feel like, you know, from what you're taught in school about Malcolm X, if at all, to, you know, what you see on television or just, you know, it just, it, he was just the, the anti Martin Luther King, basically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Martin Luther King was the peace man and Malcolm X was ready for war. About like that that's action. about that action. That's what, <laughs> that's basically all that you, you know, know from probably from a baseline, uh, knowledge of what he was about. But if you read his autobiography, and it took me a little bit to get through it, but if you read through his autobiography, there's so much more to that man. Uh, he, it's a his story is amazing. One of the fact that he, where he came from, like coming from, you know, being so poor to, you know, to being to also um, being a hustler. You know, I think he was a pimp at a, he was pimp at a certain point in time. You know, uh, he would, you know, do. Um, breaking entering like he was still like he was robbing like he was doing a bunch of different stuff like just in the streets like in the Mm -hmm. streets like for real in the streets and you know going to prison and just the way he turned his life around and became you know a learned man a man with a purpose that affected so many people and that one lesson i learned from that book is like you can't count people out Mm -hmm. you know like especially people of color and men of color can you imagine like these people that get killed or just written off you know early it's like if you write these people off like you don't know who somebody could turn into like if if malcolm x was just red is what one of his name his nicknames were you know or devil which was his nickname in prison like if he just was at that stage in his life and that's where he got counted out 
you wouldn't see what these people can progress into. So you can't count people out. Like right. you, you never know who somebody could progress into being. And that's another reason why, especially in the social media era, you got to let people grow and you got to give, let people get a chance yep. to, to, and, and, and when you see people growing, believe them or just a let, let give them room, you know what I'm saying? To grow like, yes. or and don't hold people accountable so much to something they did so long ago. If they clearly yep. have changed their ways, like, like I can say like Malcolm X, He's a, is a clear example of somebody that completely did a 180 and changed his yeah. life around and made something of himself. So that's one thing. And just there's so much more to learn. And also, last thing is just that he also uh, changed his, his viewpoints before he passed away. Like right before he passed away, uh, he had changed his viewpoints a lot. He wasn't just militant. I hate all white people or devils, all that. Like he changed his whole perspective, started to change as he was growing. And some people didn't like that, but there's just a whole bunch more to his story, and there's things that you could pull from him. I think it's a great read. Yeah. Check out the autobiography nope. of Malcolm X uh, I'm definitely by Alex that. Haley. I bet. It's worth it. This isn't the first time somebody has recommended that to me, so I definitely got to get on that. And Like you said, man, actions speak louder than words. You can change your life. Don't let your past mistakes define you. Keep pushing forward, and don't let nobody keep you or hold you to your past mistakes. If you know you're making the changes, if you know you're doing what you need to do, and you turning yourself around, your life around, you're thinking differently, uh, you know, do you, man, and keep pushing, progressing forward. Yes, yes, sir. I know this was a little bit of a heavier yeah, episode. It was a I heavy feel like episode, it was a, but, but it was it's it's what's going on. You know, it's where yeah. we are right now. So, uh, but yeah, but we we appreciate y'all again. This is uh, this is Alfred Nomad, and I'm Snell. And this is where from here, we will see y'all again soon. As always, peace and love. love, love, love. Deuces. I'll see you when I see you.